0: Welcome to Chromodiversity, a podcast for clinicians, therapists, and families about common genetic diversity. You're listening to season two, dedicated to the topic of growing up with chromodiversity. The first half of this season features important new research on the single biggest and often underappreciated concern of parents, early age, social, emotional, and learning development differences of children with common chromosomal variations that are linked to higher rates of dyslexia, ADHD, and autism. The second half features lived experience, including eye-opening conversations with a handful of remarkable individuals who've agreed to share their own personal stories about growing up with chromodiversity, some for the very first time. Hi, I'm Elliot Pollack, founder of My MyXXY Chromodiversity Foundation, and I'll be your host. Last week's episode three featured the first international study about the association between an extra 47th X or Y chromosome and ADHD in children age one to six, from the clinical perspective of self-regulation challenges such as inattentiveness and impulsivity. As a reminder, the most notable finding was that significant signs of ADHD previously reported in about one out of three adults with an extra X and two out of three adults with an extra Y were detectable in up to one out of four children already in toddlerhood. Extra X was found to impact only attentiveness. Extra Y was found to impact both attentiveness and impulsiveness. And unlike in other children with ADHD, these signs tend to increase over time. The most important takeaway. Is that early assessment, detection, and intervention could be positively life-changing. The reason for this reminder is that today's episode 4 features another part of the same study, this time about autism from the clinical perspective of social interaction challenges, with strikingly similar findings and takeaways. As you will hear, Significant signs of autism previously reported in one out of six adults with an extra X and one out of three adults with an extra Y were found to be already detectable in about one out of four extra X and Y children aged one to 7.5 years old. And like with ADHD, extra X and extra Y chromosomes can result in different but predictable likelihoods and patterns of traits associated with autism. Importantly, While the study reveals less overall social interaction and approaches autism from the medical perspective of a disorder characterized by impairments, it also uncovers key strengths such as more constructive, independent play. For those interested in neurodiversity, here's a question you may wish to think about. Does this finding of more natural predisposition to independent play potentially support the increasingly widespread view of neurodivergences, like autism, as difference, not deficit, with strengths to be celebrated and vulnerabilities to be accommodated, rather than corrected. Sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and make up your own mind as you listen to early social behavior in young children with sex chromosome trisomies, XXX, XXY, XYY, Profiles of Observed Social Interactions and Social Impairments Associated with Autism Spectrum Disorder, ASD, by Bo et al. in Journal of Autism and Developmental Disorders, 2022. You can download the written version of this article, including full references and tables, on our podcast website, chromodiversity.com. Early Social Behavior in Young Children with Sex Chromosome Trisomies XXX, XXY, XYY, profiles of observed social interactions and social impairments associated with Autism Spectrum Disorder, ASD. Abstract, individuals with sex chromosome trisomies, SCT, XXX, XXY, XYY, have an increased vulnerability for developing challenges in social adaptive functioning. The present study investigates social interaction behavior in the context of varying social load and Autism Spectrum Disorder symptomology in young children aged one to seven and a half years old, with SCT and control children Children with SCT show less interaction behaviors and more social withdrawal as compared to their control peers, which was most evident in the high social load condition. Second, social impairments related to ASD are more prevalent as compared to controls Twenty-seven point one percent at the clinical level. These findings stress the importance of early monitoring and preventative support of early social development in young children with SCT. Introduction Approximately 1 in 650 to 1 in 1,000 children is born with a sex chromosome trisomy. SCT, the presence of an extra X or Y chromosome, lead to the chromosomal patterns of 47XXX in girls, triple or trisomy X, and 47XXY, Kleinfelter syndrome, and 47XYY, XYY syndrome, in boys. SCT has been associated with a mild physical phenotype shared across SCT conditions such as mild facial characteristics, a tall stature, and low muscle tone. Cognitive functioning in SCT is within normal limits, although somewhat lower than average specifically with respect to the language domain. Specific effects of the extra X and Y chromosome on neurobehavioral development have been found in self-regulation and social adaptation. SCT is consequently associated with increased risk for symptoms of social difficulties and autism spectrum disorders. To understand the pathways to impairment of social adaptation, it is important to be aware that the presence of an additional X or Y chromosome is known to convergently impact the maturation of brain functions and networks involved in social, adaptive, cognitive, and behavioral development. Social cognition involves the abilities that enable us to understand social information and to interact with the social environment and are central to interpersonal communication to the development and maintenance of satisfying relationships with others and are associated to quality of life. Since social adaptive development is anchored in the early brain maturation and because the first years of life are important for rapid maturation and specialization of the social brain network This period may mark a key period for the development of appropriate processing of social information, allowing successful social interaction with others. It is therefore especially important to investigate the impact of SCT on social cognition and social behavior during the early stages of childhood, to identify early markers of an quote, at-risk, unquote, social development. The current study was designed to investigate early social behaviours, with a focus on providing insights into that, and focuses on the early impact of SCT on social interaction behaviours and risk on social impairments related to ASD in children aged 1 to 7.5 years old. Although individuals with SCT have unique and varying developmental profiles, there is sufficient evidence that on average, the social behavioral presentation of SCT is characterized by challenges in social functioning. School-age children, adolescents, and adults with SCT may show shy, withdrawn, and anxious social behavior, as well as difficulty with forming personal relationships and with taking initiative in social contact. The outcome of these studies suggest that individuals with SCT from school age on are at risk of experiencing difficulties in social adaptive functioning. However, research on social development before the age of six years is extremely limited. In order to sensitively and objectively explore the impact of SCT on social functioning early in development, we studied social interaction behaviors of young children with SCT during structured behavior observations. Increasing social interaction skills are necessary for developing the capacity to deal with more complex social information, with more social information, and a higher pressure to react in a social-adaptive way. We were therefore interested whether and how young children with SCT shape their social interaction behavior under varying levels of social load during social interactions. We manipulated the social load factor during the social interaction observation from provided social interactions with a low social load, in which the adult provided a play example for the child to follow, but did not maintain the interaction, to a social interaction with no social load, in which the adult remains passive, in which it was up to the child to initiate and continue the interaction, and finally, a social interaction with a high social load, in which the adult gave the child directions and cues in a stable and high frequency way which could lead to some minor stress in the child. The severity of the impact of SCT on social development is illustrated by reports of increased risk for social impairments that are associated with ASD symptomology in SCT. ASD is a clinical classification of neurobehavioral problems resulting in persistent deficits in social interaction and communication and by repetitive behaviors and restricted interests. Compared to a worldwide prevalence rate of ASD of 0.6% in the general population, prevalence of ASD has shown to be higher in SCT. On average, across studies, depending on the ascertainment methods, diagnostic measurements, and criteria used, 15% of individuals with 47XXX meet full ASD criteria, 18% of individuals with 47XXY and 30% of individuals with 47XYY. Rather than investigating the risk for ASD symptomology as a categorical phenomena, previous studies have also explored the impact of SCT on a range of social-behavioral symptoms associated with ASD. These studies found high levels of ASD symptomology from school-age onwards with a relative strength with regards to social awareness and social motivation for boys and girls with an extra X chromosome and a strength in social motivation for boys with 47XYY. However, these studies had broad broad age ranges from childhood to early adulthood and did not investigate the impact of SCT on social impairments very early in life. To explore the extent to which early social vulnerabilities reflect high levels of symptoms that may belong to ASD, the present study investigates the impact of SCT on social impairments in the domains of social awareness, social cognition, social communication, social motivation, and if there are restricted interests and repetitive behaviors during the first years of life. Learning more about the early social development of children with SCT will shed light on early neurocognitive and neurobehavioral pathways to social challenges and related psychopathology later in life of children, adolescents, and adults with SCT. Urgency for this knowledge is stressed by the increasing number of children diagnosed with SCT as a result of advanced technology to screen for genetic variations before birth i.e. NIPT. This growing group of prenatally diagnosed children with SCT also provides us with the unique opportunity to prospectively explore neurobehavioral profiles of a genetic at-risk population even before the behavioral phenotype of the genetic condition is revealed. That is to say, exploring early neurobehavioral profiles helps us understand developmental pathways leading up to behavioral symptoms of SCT. In the literature, vulnerabilities in individuals with SCT are predominantly described in terms of global cognitive, i.e. intellectual functioning and language deficits, although recent studies also explored the impact of SCT on neurocognitive outcomes such as social cognition and executive functioning. Although speculative, Difficulties in coping with the social environment may not only be the result of a lower general understanding of the environment, but also lower levels of abilities to interact with the environment in terms of language and communication. A socially vulnerable developmental course may also be related to, the specific, to specific early impacts of SCT on social cognitive abilities, such as being aware of social information understanding social information and shaping social interaction behaviors such as smiling, eye contact, and imitation. Support for this hypothesis comes from recent studies that found an early impact of SCT on social cognition and social behavioral problems. We therefore studied the role of global cognitive and language abilities in social adaptive behavior of children with SCT. The current study aims to explore the early impact of SCT on profiles of social interaction behaviors under different levels of social load and parent-reported social impairments associated with ASD in young children aged 1 to 7-year-old, with regard to the type of vulnerability, the age dynamics, and clinical severity of these behaviors. Second to these main research questions, we investigate the role of cognitive and language development on social outcomes. And to what degree the specific karyotypes xxx versus xxy versus xyy vary in risk for social vulnerabilities based on the relevance of the extra x and y chromosome on brain networks that underlie the development of social adaptive behavior and reported vulnerability for social difficulties in individuals with sct we hypothesized that on average young children with sct might show less well-developed social interaction abilities and elevated social impairments associated with ASD as compared to a control sample. We also hypothesized a specific effect of SCT on social functioning. That is to say that the impact of SCT on social functioning is independent of global cognitive and language development. Methods Participants The present study is part of a larger ongoing longitudinal study, the TriXY Early Childhood Study, Leiden, the Netherlands, which includes children with SCT and non-clinical controls aged 1 to 7.5 years. The TriXY Early Childhood Study aims to identify neurodevelopmental risk in young children with an extra X or Y chromosome. A group of 105 children with SCT range 1 to 7.5 years old. Was included in this study, as well as a population based sample of 101 children. The SCT group consisted of 33 girls with 47XXX, 31.4%, 50 boys with 47XXY, 47.6%, and 22 boys with 47XYY, 21%. Age did not differ between karyotypes. Recruitment and assessment took place at two sites the Trisomy of the X and Y Chromosomes, TriXY, Expert Center at Leiden University, Lübeck, in Leiden, the Netherlands, and the Extraordinary Kids Clinic in Developmental Pediatrics at Children's Hospital Colorado in the USA. Children in the SCT group were recruited in cooperation with the Clinical Genetics Departments from the Netherlands and Colorado USA, as well as through patient advocacy groups and social media postings. The diagnosis of SCT was defined by trisomy in at least 80% of the cells, which was confirmed by standard karyotyping. 71 children, 67.6%, were diagnosed prenatally, 20 girls with XXX, 36 boys with XXY, 15 boys with XYY, and 34 children, 32.4%, postnatally, 13 girls with XXX. 14 boys with XXY, 7 boys with XYY. As ASD cannot be diagnosed prior to age 2, diagnosis status was available for 68% of the sample. Within this group, 3 parents reported that their child received a clinical diagnosis of ASD, 1 boy with XXY, 2 boys with XYY. For the SCT group, recruitment strategy was assessed and 3 subgroups were identified. One, quote, active prospective follow-up, unquote, which included families who were actively followed after prenatal diagnosis, 51.4% of the SCT group. Two, quote, information-seeking parents, unquote, which included families who were actively looking for more information about SCT without having specific concerns about the behavior of their child, 29.5% of the SCT group. And three quote, clinically referred cases, unquote, which included families seeking professional help based on specific concerns about their child's development, 19% of the SCT group. 24 out of 50 boys with 47 XXY had received testosterone treatment, 48%. Controlled children were recruited from the western part of the Netherlands and approached with information brochures about the study. All participants, Child and parents were Dutch or English speaking, had normal to corrected corrected to normal vision and did not have a history of traumatic brain injury. For ethical reasons, children in the control group were not subjected to genetic screening as these children were meant to be a representation of the general population. As the prevalence of SCT is about 1 in 1000, the risk of having one or more children with SCT in the control group was considered minimal and acceptable. Measurements and Instruments, Structured Observations of Social Interactions, ASIEP 3. The Interaction Subset of the Autism Screening Instrument for Educational Planning, 3rd Edition, ASIEP 3, was administered in order to measure social interaction behaviors including spontaneous social responses, acknowledgement of direct requests, and the ability of children to socially interact with an examiner under different conditions of external social load. The ASIEP Interaction Subtest is a time-structured and standardized play setting and consists of three different environmental conditions of four minutes, each that were always administered in the same order. 1. The Active Modeling Condition, Basic Inviting Parallel Play, modeled by the examiner, defined as the Low Social Load Condition. Two, the passive or no interaction condition, the withdrawal of engagement and attention by the examiner defined as the no social load condition. And three, the direct cues condition, the examiner gives specific cues and directions to the child defined as the high social load condition. The examiner used age appropriate toys and activities during the play situation as well as language appropriate for the skill level of the child. The ASIEP was video recorded and scored afterwards by trained independent raters based on the procedures described by Krug et al. Raters were not involved in the assessment and blind to the child's group membership and karyotype. The videos were scored at 10-second intervals and the observed behaviors were scored into one of four behavior codes. 1. Interaction, e.g. the child responds, initiates, touches or complies. 2. Constructive independent play e.g. independent play without social interaction, 3. No response e.g. no observable behavior or response of the child or self-stimulation and self-abuse, or 4. Aggressive behavior behavior, e.g. tantrums, hits, cries, bites, etc. The codes are summed yielding counts for each of these four behavior codes within the three conditions i.e. absent, low and high social load, and an overall total score, possible range 0 to 48. Social Impairments Associated with Autism Spectrum Disorder, ASD, SRS 2. In order to measure ASD symptomology, the primary parent of the child completed the Social Responsiveness Scale 2nd Edition, SRS 2. The SRS is a 65-item Parent Report Questionnaire designed to quantify ASD-related social impairments. Dependent on the age of the child, two different versions of the SRS2 were administered to the primary caregiver of the child. The SRS preschooler version, children aged three to four years old, and the SRS school-age version, children aged four to seven point five years old. Examples of items are, quote, is able to understand the meaning of other people's tone of voice and facial expressions, unquote, and, quote, responds appropriately to mood changes in others, for example, when a friend's or playmate's mood changes from happy to sad, unquote. The parent rated the behavior of the child over the past six months on each item using a four-point pa- four Likert scale ranging from one, not true, to four, almost always true, yielding a raw total score and gender norm T score on five subdomains of ASD symptoms social awareness, social cognition, social communication, social motivation, and restricted interests or repetitive behavior. Higher raw and T scores indicate parental report of a higher and more severe presence of ASD symptoms. In addition to average behavioral outcomes on the five subdomains, We were also interested in percentages of children with SCT that had scores above clinical cutoff indicating clinical risk of ASD. T-scores were used to calculate risk of ASD symptoms that are clinically relevant and associated with clinical diagnosis of ASD. T-scores between 65 and 75 correspond to a quote moderate unquote range of severity and scores of 76 and higher are in the quote, severe range, unquote. The SRS 2 has strong internal consistency and extensive proof of validity. Global level of cognitive and language development. In order to measure global level of intelligence, receptive and expressive language, the developmental age appropriate instruments were used. The Bailey third edition was administered to one to two year old children. In older children, four subsets of the Weschler Preschool and Primary Scales of Intelligence, 3rd edition, WPPSI 3, were used to estimate global level of intelligence, children aged 3 years, block design, receptive vocabulary, information, object assembly, children aged 4 years and older, block design, matrix reasoning, vocabulary, and similarities. For children aged 4 years and older, Total IQ estimates were calculated based on this short-form version of the WPPSI-3. The Peabody Picture Vocabulary Test, 3rd edition, PPVT-3, was used to measure receptive language level in children aged 3 years and older. To assess expressive language skills, the Clinical Evaluation of Language Fundamentals, Preschool 2nd edition, was administered to children of 3 years and older, CELF preschool. Ethical Approval and Informed Consent This study was approved by the Ethical Committee of Leiden University Medical Center, The Netherlands, and the Colorado Multiple Institutional Review Board C-O-M-I-R-B, in Colorado, USA. Signed informed consent was obtained from the parents or guardians of all participating children according to the Declaration of Helsinki. Study Procedures Assessment took place at various sites, Colorado USA and the Netherlands, either in a quiet room at the university or at home. To standardize the testing environment, the testing setup and research protocols were identical for all sites. Researchers from Leiden University were responsible for project and data management, i.e. training and supervision of researchers, processing and scoring of data. Administration of the WPPSI-3 CELF preschool and PPVT. 3 was performed seated on a table by trained child psychologists in the Dutch or English language depending on the first language of the child. The SRS2 questionnaire was filled in by the primary care- caregiver of the child either in Dutch or English. Administration of the ASIP always took place after a fixed amount of interaction time with the child before starting the test in order to prevent familiarity differences to interfere with the test scores. Statistical analysis. Statistical package for the social sciences SPSS version 25 was used for statistical analysis. Independent t-tests were used to test for differences between research sites. Repeated measures analysis of variations, ANOVAs, were used to study differences in profiles of social interaction between the SCT and control group in which the greenhouse geyser correction was used if the assumption of sphericity was violated. To test for differences between the SCT and control group for social impairments, a -A MANOVA was carried out. Moderating effects of age on social interaction behavior and social impairments were tested with PROCESS analysis. Pearson's correlation were used to assess the association between social behavioral outcomes and cognitive abilities. When significant correlations were found, the cognitive parameter was added to the analysis as covariate. Two separate t-tests were used to measure SCT versus control differences of social impairments in average and below average IQ groups. Differences on social behavioral outcomes between karyotypes XXX, XXY XYY and recruitment bias groups active follow-up information-seeking parents clinically referred cases were assessed and accounting for the effect of age with ANCOVAs. Statistical significance was set at P less than 0.05 a priori. Statistical analysis were performed one-tailed SCT versus controlled or two-tailed moderating age effect influence of karyotype, recruitment bias. Effect sizes were calculated with partial eta squared. Results. Comparison between research sites. No difference between research sites, the Netherlands, USA, were found for total score on the ASIEP-3 and for total score on the SRS-2. Therefore, all SCT data were collapsed across sites. Structured observations of social interaction Data quality The ASIEP-3 was successfully administered and completed by 188 children enrolled in the study. 18 children were not able to complete the ASIEP administration, mainly due to non-compliance or unstandardized administration. Inter-rater reliability was calculated based on a randomly selected subsample of 10 participants and showed an intraclass correlation coefficient, ICC, of 0.86 to 0.89 for the ASIEP behavior codes collapsed together, which is considered excellent reliability. Social interaction behavior in SCT versus control. Over all ages, a significant difference between the SCT and control group was found for social interaction behavior independent of the social load condition. Pairwise comparisons revealed less interaction behavior and more constructive independent play in the SCT group as compared to control children with medium effect sizes. No differences were found for no response and aggressive behaviors. To investigate the conditional effect of social load no social load, low social load, high social load on social interaction behavior, between the SCT and control group, a -A RMANOVA was used. A significant overall difference between the SCT and control group was found for social interaction behavior within the different conditions. In the no social load condition, as compared to controls, the SCT group showed lower interaction behaviors and a trend towards significance to higher constructive independent play. In the low social load condition, as compared to controls, the SCT showed higher constructive, independent play. Lastly, in the high social load condition, as compared to controls, the SCT group showed lower interaction behaviors, higher constructive, independent play, and lower no-response scores. Social impairments associated with autism spectrum disorders. Social impairments in SCT versus controls. Scores on the social responsiveness scale, SRS, differed between the SCT and control groups for all SRS subscales. These results indicate that children with SCT have elevated social impairments as compared to their peers on the domains of social awareness, social cognition, social communication, social motivation, and restricted interests and repetitive behaviors, with medium to large effect sizes. When evaluating total scores normalised for age and gender, 72.9% of the SCT group scored in the average range and 27.1% showed elevated ASD symptoms that are clinically significant, 15.7% of the children with SCT scores in the moderate range, 11.4% scores in the severe range developmental effects on early social behavior. In order to investigate the moderating effect of age on differences between the SCT and control groups, PROCESS analysis were carried out. Because aggressive behavior was almost non-existent in both the SCT and the control groups during the ASIEP, and the distribution of aggression was insufficient, aggressive behavior was not included in the analysis. No moderating effects of age were found on social interaction behavior. Regarding social impairments, a moderating effect of age was found for social awareness, indicating that the difference between children with SCT and control children was larger in older ages. The role of global cognitive and language level in early social behavior. Structured observations of social interactions. Behavioral outcomes on the ASIEP three interaction, constructive independent play, no response, aggressive, were not correlated with global cognitive level and receptive language skills. However, total interaction scores were positively correlated with expressive language skills. Therefore, expressive language skills were added as covariate in the group analysis. The overall differences between the SCT and control group remain significant even when the level of expressive language was added as covariate in the analysis. Social Impairments Total scores on the SRS were negatively correlated with global cognitive functioning and expressive language skills, but were not correlated with receptive language skills. Therefore, global cognitive functioning and expressive language skills were added as covariate in the group difference analysis. The difference on social impairments between the SCT and control group remained significant even when global cognitive functioning and expressive language skills were added as covariates. In order to investigate whether social impairments were more pronounced in children with SCT with a below average IQ, total IQ is categorized in two groups, IQ less than 84 below average, IQ greater than 84 average. The distribution of karyotypes XXX, XXY, XYY was similar between the two IQ groups. Two separate t tests were carried out to investigate differences in social impairments between SCT and controlled children in both IQ groups. In the average IQ group, we found differences between the SCT and controlled children with a large effect size. Similar, in the below-average IQ group, we found differences between the SCT and control children with a large effect size. Based on these statistical tests and comparison of the effect sizes, these results indicate that both SCT children with average IQ as well as SCT children with below-average IQ have significantly increased social impairments, with relatively more severe social impairments in the below-average IQ group. Karyotype differences Within the SCT group, MANCOVAs were carried out in order to measure differences between the various karyotypes on social interaction behaviors and social impairments accounting for the effects of age. For social interaction behavior, no differences between karyotypes were found. A significant difference between karyotypes was found for social impairments when accounting for the effect of age. Across karyotypes, The XYY subgroup showed more pronounced social impairments in the domains of social cognition, social communication, and restricted interests and repetitive behavior, with medium to large effect sizes. Social awareness and motivation were similar across the three karyotypes. Recruitment bias within the SCT group. Within the SCT group, we tested with ANOVAs for differences on total scores between the three recruitment groups prospective follow-up after prenatal diagnosis, information-seeking parents, clinically referred cases, accounting for the effect of age. There were no significant differences for total social interaction behavior and social impairments associated with ASD, indicating that how children with SCT enrolled in the study was not related to their outcomes on social interaction behavior and social impairments. Discussion The current study adds to our understanding of the impact of SCT on early social adaptive development in children aged 1 to 7.5 years. We evaluated profiles of social interactions in young children with SCT during structured behavior observations of a play situation and vulnerability for social impairments that are associated with autism spectrum disorder (ASD), based on daily life behaviors in a relatively large international sample. Already early in life, an impact of SCT was found on the development of social interaction abilities. During a standardized behavior observation of a play situation, young children with SCT between the age of 1 and 7.5 years displayed, on average, less instances of social engagement as compared to their age-matched peers i.e. they showed less interaction behavior and more independent play. To illustrate, young children with SCT show a tendency to initiate and or maintain less interactions, less imitations and mimics of play models and to use less gestures and signs during communication as compared to their age-related peers. Also, young children with SCT more frequently demonstrate social withdrawal from interaction as evidenced by solo play. Aggressive or negative behaviors were almost non-existent in our study sample. Interestingly, social interaction and withdrawn behavior differed as a function of social load. Young children with SCT showed less social interactions when social load was absent and more social withdrawal when social load was high as compared to their peers. Social impairments were more pronounced when the level of social load was high, as children with SCT show less interactions and more severe social withdrawal i.e. no observable or self-stimulating behavior in the high social load condition. These findings suggest that social input and demands from the environment are conditional for the formation of social behavior in interaction with the social environment, as the results show that children with SCT may be able to shape social behavior when the environment provides little social input, but that they have difficulties with actively coping with the varying levels of environmental social load and with responding to complex social information, i.e. information with a high social load. When extending the analysis to control for the potential impact of cognitive and language abilities on social behavior during the high social load, these patterns remain significant. These results fit with earlier studies that investigate the impact of extra X and Y chromosome on the social phenotypes in older age groups, showing that SCT on average is associated with shyness, social withdrawal, difficulties in peer relationships reduced social assertiveness and communication difficulties, and reported increased risk for mild symptoms of social anxiety. Our findings add to the existing knowledge that an impact of SCT on social development can already be found during the first years of life, a developmental period in which social adaptive behavior rapidly develops as a function of brain maturation, and that social abilities are dependent On the complexity of social information. Social interaction vulnerabilities showed to be independent of age and karyotype XXX, XXY, XYY, which may suggest a stable impact of SCT during early development. As fewer positive social experiences and more social avoidance during early life can lead to less opportunities to develop social adaptive behavior, it is important to monitor and preventively support early social cognitive and behavioral development of children with SCT. The current study showed that children with SCT are better able to attune their social behavior in interactions if the social load is low. It may be that children with SCT have difficulty with selecting sensory information from their environment that in turn drives the challenges they face with producing social-adaptive behavioral responses. It is known that sensory processing plays a major role in vulnerabilities on the social domain in children with neurobehavioral developmental conditions such as attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and autism spectrum disorder, suggesting that difficulties with processing sensory information play an important role in impairments in self-regulation and social adaptation. Basic sensory stimuli processing is fundamental in gaining access to social information from the environment and, therefore, in further shaping social behavior. Although difficulties in sensory processing are reported in individuals with SCT in clinical single-case reports, and the suggestion has been made earlier that rapid processing in auditory and other sensory modalities underlie language difficulties in adult men with 47XXY, sensory profiles of individuals with SCT were not studied so far. It is therefore important to investigate the impact of SCT on profiles of sensory information processing on different sensory modalities, for example, on auditory and visual aspects of environmental stimuli. The observed deficits in structured social interactions showed to be extended to impairments in daily life social behavior as reported by their parents, as we found that young children with SCT are at increased risk for social impairments associated with ASD. Within the SCT group, 27.1% had total social impairment scores in the clinical range. 15.7 percent in the moderate clinical range and 11.4 percent in the severe clinical range. These findings are in line with earlier studies that investigated social impairments in individuals with SCT with broad age range groups from school age into adolescence. The current study adds to the existing literature by showing an impact of the early X and Y chromosome on ASD symptomology that is present from a very young age, we found that in a small age range sample, three to seven years, social impairments already arise early in life and are relatively stable during early development. More specifically, across all karyotypes, we found increased risk for significantly elevated social impairments for all the measured dimensions social awareness, social cognition, social communication, and social motivation. Young children with SCT also showed significantly more restricted interests and repetitive behaviors as compared with their age-matched peers. When comparing overall effect sizes of SCT versus control differences on domains of social impairments, social awareness was an area of relative strength including abilities such as being aware of certain social cues, as for example facial expressions and body language. Earlier studies investigating the impact of SCT on social impairments found comparable effects. Tartaglia et al. found a relative strength in social awareness in boys with XXY, and Cordero et al. Found mean scores for social motivation just above the normal range cutoff in boys with XXY and XYY. These results may suggest that children with SCT have relatively intact social awareness, which may be different from children with ASD, a reasoning that has already been suggested by Van Ryn et al. and Wilson et al. These findings are in line with the results of the structured play observations in the current study with respect to social interaction behavior, showing that level of social input and demands from the environment indicates specific types of social deficits and that social interaction behavior seems to be less affected when the social load from the environment was low. These results may suggest that young children with SCT are aware of their social environment but not able to adequately shape their behavior during social interactions. However, in our sample with an age range of three to seven years, we found age variability for impairments in the domain of social awareness, which were more affected in older children with SCT. This developmental effect could possibly account to a certain degree for the relative strength of social awareness and motivation that we detected in young children with SCT. It is therefore important that future studies examining the impact of SCT on the social functioning and related psychopathology use a developmental approach, given the detailed information it provides on the impact of SCT as different developmental, at different developmental stages in, of life. This knowledge can be used in developing specific age-related preventive intervention strategies for young children with SCT aimed to support social development. Relative to SCT groups bearing an extra X chromosome, we found a particularly pronounced vulnerability for social impairments in boys with XXY with regard to social cognition, social communication, and restricted interests and repetitive behavior, but not for social awareness and social motivation. These findings suggest, on average, a more evident profile of social impairments in XYY associated with a typical ASD behavioral profile and are consistent with earlier studies that compared social impairments across SCT karyotypes. For example, it was found that boys with XYY have a higher risk for clinical diagnosis of ASD compared to boys and girls with an extra X chromosome. Several neurocognitive mechanisms may underlie the difficulties in social interaction behavior under different conditions of social load and risk on social impairments as observed in the current study. In the current study, we explored the role of global cognitive and language abilities in early social behavior, observed social interactions, and daily life social impairments. First, for observed social interactions, we found that global cognitive level and receptive language skills were not associated with social interaction profiles. Although expressive language skills were correlated with level of social interactions, the ability of children to express themselves through verbal communication could not explain the difference between young children with SCT and their typically developing peers when it comes to social interaction behavior. Second. With regards to social impairments in daily life, these impairments showed to be correlated with global cognitive level and expressive language skills, but not with receptive language abilities. Also, for social impairments, cognitive level and expressive language abilities could not explain the difference between the SCT and control group. Our results reveal that social impairments were found in both low IQ and average IQ groups, although particularly pronounced in children with SCT with a below average IQ. We can conclude that SCT has a specific impact on social development independent of the level of global understanding of the context and the ability to communicate with others in using language. Our findings should be considered in light of several limitations. First, The majority of individuals with SCT still remain undetected during life, although the group of diagnosed young children is rapidly growing with the introduction of NIPT. In this study, social outcomes were not dependent on recruitment strategy i.e. prospective follow-up group, information-seeking parents group, or clinically referred cases group, which suggests that our findings are representative for this group of diagnosed children. However, it remains unsure to what degree the findings in this study can be generalized to those who have SCT but remain undiagnosed. Second, although a considerable percentage of boys with XXY, Klinefelter syndrome, received testosterone treatment 48%, we were unable to investigate the effect of testosterone treatment on social outcomes in the XXY group. Studies with suitable designs, randomized and placebo-controlled trials trials could give insights into the effects of testosterone on behavioral outcomes in young boys with Klinefelter syndrome. Despite the above limitations, the current study with a relatively large and international sample of young children with SCT provides a more detailed understanding of the early impact of SCT on social adaptive development. Our findings reveal that difficulties with social interactions arise already early in the life of children with SCT. We found that level of social load is associated with specific types of deficits in terms of lower social interaction attempts and more withdrawn behavior that were most pronounced when the level of social load was high. These observed social vulnerabilities during structured interactions showed to extend to daily life as we found increased levels of social impairments that are associated with ASD. These findings suggest that the extra X and Y chromosome impact social adaptive adaptive development from a very early age and stresses the importance of early routine monitoring and preventative support of social development and risk on social impairments related to ASD in young children with SCT. Thank you for taking time to listen to one of the first international studies that links extra X and Y chromosomes to increased likelihood of autism already in one to seven-year-old children. As you just heard, about one in six extra X and Y children within this age group were found to have moderate signs of autism and one in ten strong signs of autism. In other words, an extra X or Y chromosome can impact emotional and social development from a very early age in specific ways with predictable likelihoods. This matters because early support of key strengths like constructive independent play and potential needs like the avoidance of high social load environments as well as early age learning strategies that for instance take into account different ways of processing sensory information could have a major positive impact not only on the lives of millions of individuals with chromosomal variations but also the quality of life of their parents and families. I personally believe it also raises an urgent question that societies may increasingly have to confront as prenatal and neonatal screening for common genetic variations becomes increasingly widespread. Does it make more sense to consider higher rates of associated neurodivergences like autism and adhd primarily as disorders to be treated or as differences to be accommodated will it be more beneficial to individuals families communities and societies to take a deficit first perspective or a strengths first perspective to help you decide for yourself tune into the second part of season two featuring not only research but also exclusive conversations with several remarkable individuals who will share their own personal lived experience and views about growing up with chromodiversity. The fact is genomics, screening and testing are advancing at a blistering pace. It can be hard to keep up, let alone know what to do as a clinician, therapist, educator or parent when faced with today's increasingly high rate of detection. Fortunately, we're learning more every day, and thanks to amazing people like you, listening, learning, and supporting our cause, I believe the future is bright. If you found this episode useful, I encourage you to share it to help boost awareness. Every share counts. Thanks for listening. Sign up to be notified of next week's exciting episode, and have a wonderful day.